But if we get out of town a little bit, um, Athens. Oh, yeah. Has a lot of... Where do you play in Athens? I know the area pretty well, obviously. Yeah, we play Smiling Skull frequently, actually. No, you don't. Yeah, we've been up there quite a few times. Dude, I have so many friends that live near there. You should tell me when you're going out there next. I will let you know, because... (laughs) With that, we take the blues band up there. They love our blues band up there. We played the Casa, um, and we've played Little Fish a few times, but mm-hmm. Smiling Skull, it's a damn good time every time. Oh, it's, it's always is. Everybody in the crowd. <laughs> it's one of them you walk in, and you're like, oh, damn, this is a rough place. I think place. Smiling Skull is like the fourth or fifth largest distributor of um, <laughs> PBR in the area. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They sell so much PBR. It's a dark wood. I like dark wood guitars. Yeah, um, they look which, good. Which like actually the guitar I brought is a dark wood guitar. Um, and whether we talk about it here or what not, kind I will of show a, you. what kind of wood do they usually make? Like nicer guitar? Do they make them out of maple or red oak or anything like that? Or I've never heard of red oak. Maple is very common. Um, yeah. So when you're looking at like a Stratocaster or a um, Telecaster, um, Strats and Teles have a maple neck. It's the light wood neck. Mm. Um, and that tends to create a resonance in the guitar that is snappier and brighter. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of having a maple neck. You can do this on acoustic too, but it's a it's a it's a harder cut. A Les Paul or like um, uh, a three thirty five. Um, those types of guitars, if they have a dark wood neck, that's a rosewood. Mm-hmm. The neck is made out of that, and that is for a like a kind of a softer, darker tone. Um, acoustics tend to be made out of their um, the tone wood. Is what's going to be on the back and sides of the guitar, and that controls most of the vibrational frequencies. So it's going to control the tone of the guitar. Mm-hmm. Most guitars tend to be mahogany or rosewood on that. It's a dark wood, um, a hard wood, and that tends to create um, these kind of like low end tones that come out that are that are nice. Most guitars are they have like the yellow face. That's mm-hmm. a that's a soft wood. Typically, that is spruce. Um, that is a spruce top. And that creates a bright popping sound. It's almost like having a speaker on the front of your guitar that really pushes the sound out. It's really mm-hmm. transparent is the word that guitar techs will use. Like mm-hmm. if you talk to like the real professionals on that. So that's what most guitars are to make an acoustics louder is a good dark tone wood with a bright soft wood on top. Spruce is usually what they'll use. The guitar oh. I have, um, it is a Taylor 224K Special. It is Koa. Koa is a really unique wood that only grows above a certain elevation in Hawaii. <laughs> and it's an endangered wood. They're not allowed to cut down koa trees. They can only collect this wood after it's already died and fallen. So Taylor company reps freak out and have parties when there's a hurricane in Hawaii. <laughs> and, and, and they do and it's oh it, my god it sounds awful but oh, no. these trees fall over and they are one of the very few people that have rights to collect this wood mm-hmm. and koa is a really unique wood for tone and having on the front of your guitar having a hard wood on the front of your guitar so are they beautiful. are those guitars limited release or are they do they, they sell are, them year round they they sell them year round but like they cost you they yeah. are hard to get but what's the sound quality like? The sound quality is is rosewood is one of them really coveted um, woods. The Brazilian rosewood, mm-hmm. um, Koa creates this really unique sound from a Taylor guitar uh, of having the nice soft 
undertones of the rosewood while giving just a little bit of pop like you mm. would get out of um like you would get out of spruce. Mm. It's it's just got this unique combination you really can't find with any other wood. That's why they make whole guitars out of it. It feels like Taylor has like the K24, the K26. They do have limited releases because they just run out of the wood. That's mm. really all there is to it. Um and like those those K twenty six guitars will cost you five or six thousand dollars. <laughs> that is funny that uh, <laughs> whenever I've never I've never heard that. That's an interesting uh, little. That's an interesting interesting little thing that they have parties when trees fall down. <laughs> well, they love it because they know they can go out there and collect <laughs> yeah. that wood. You cannot you can't cut these trees down. So all they can do is just kind of hope that they become available. That's and yeah. it is a beautiful wood. It's a beautiful wood and it sounds good. I was happy to spend the money on mine. I saved up for a year and a half worth of shows to be able to afford mine. Um, and that's, that's that was a cheap, affordable version. They, they had a real bad storm one year, actually, where Taylor was able to get enough wood to make. Um, they had a whole line of laminate mm-hmm. Koa guitars as opposed to like full, full wood guitars. So that one only cost me. Uh, it was just under two grand as opposed to the real Koa guitars. Mm-hmm. You're looking at six grand. Seven grand. I was gonna so my. One of, the, one of my bosses um, at one of the jobs I had on campus, so I worked at this delivery service. It's called GoPuff. Basically, had a huge warehouse of uh, everything from we, – we got beer later in the game, but at first it was just um, refrigerated snacks, drinks, um, tobacco, uh, sh- uh, shisha. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. So we deliver it. Um, and my later uh, – I had this boss. He drove his – I don't even know what year it was. I think it was like a 2003 or 2004 Ranger, um, bright red, all pick up all the way up um, from El Paso, Texas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine how much you paid in gas. Yeah, no doubt. Because that <laughs> that Ranger I had got worse gas mileage than my current F-150. But listen, for sure. Listen to this. So he uh, he, he was kind of cocky. And he, the reason he um, drove all the way up from El Paso was because his girlfriend um, got a uh, scholarship for acting and we have a pretty good performing arts school, decent one. So, uh, and he followed her. So ba- he ended up stealing $2,000 from the company just out of the safe. Cause we would do, we didn't have that much cash on hand, but we still accepted cash and he would just skim off the top after oh, every shift. Yeah. And he ended up having to drive all the way back to El Paso in that truck. I don't know how he got, he, he went 2000 miles. <laughs> what is your favorite venue? either in Marietta or outside of Marietta to play at. Do you think? Favorite venue to play at, you know? Or is there a difference? Sorry to interrupt you. Is there a difference between your favorite and um, the most interaction with the, with the audience? Yeah, that little bit. Cause really, you know, when we play, uh, all the guys in my band, we all have like jobs and careers. This music thing is not a career for us. So we're just doing it to make enough petty cash. We charge enough to make it worth our time. And you know, that extra money helps to like comp for our guitar. It's all about second revenue streams. Dude. Yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> I want to, I want to buy a guitar. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to save hundred bucks a show. Let me save that for 10 shows. I can get something new. But so when we're playing, it really is for fun. So like here in Marietta, the Adelphia can be hit or miss when we have a crowd. I just played last night. If we could play there and it's a crowd like that, and they're interactive and they're into it. That's that's the best place, like in Marietta right now. Mm-hmm. Just being being right there. Um, uh, like I said, this Beverly Eagles I told you about going mm-hmm. out there. Um, that's one of the best damn crowds around. They love us and they just love <laughs> the music and they go. 
But if we get out of town a little bit, um, Athens. Oh, um, yeah. Has a lot of... Where do you play in Athens? Play. I know we've, the area pretty well, obviously. Yeah, we play there, Smiling but. Skull frequently, actually. No, you don't. Yeah, we've been up there quite a Dude, few times. Dude, I have so many friends that live near there. You should tell oh, me when no. you're going out there next. I will, you know, because... <laughs> With that, we take the blues band up there. They love our blues band up there. We played the Casa, um, and we've played Little Fish a few times, but mm-hmm. Smiling Skull, it's a damn good time every time. Oh, it's, a, it's always is. Everybody in the crowd. <laughs> it's one of them you walk in, and you'll be like, oh, damn, this is a real place. I think place. The Smiling Skull is like the fourth or fifth largest distributor of um, <laughs> PBR in the area. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they sell so much PBR. Actually, uh, funny story. Um, yeah, this is a – I've only taken a – three or four sips of this and it's kind of it's going straight to my head <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's good yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you how you're how you're liking that the more you drink it's really it. good because this is uh it's a smell of, just it is the smell delicious I, I say lagavulin it might be lagavulin and i've heard people say it different i don't know <laughs> how does ron swanson say it I have to. I need to watch Parks and Rec again. <laughs> that's, see how he says it. that's why i i tried this i was at the galley actually and i saw it and i was like it's like $10 for a glass there. And I was like, well, I want to try it because Ron Swanson drinks it. He's my favorite. <laughs> $10? For like, yeah, for like a shot. for like a it's, a ni- it's a ninth of the price of the bottle for one glass. It is. Well, that's typical bar yeah. practice, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, uh, dude, they, they told me it smells like drinking a campfire. And that's kind of what you get. Yes. It's, I've it's, had something like this before. I don't, I, I hate dropping that I've been <laughs> in Eastern Europe, but when I was in Eastern Europe, it wasn't a, I didn't drink it neat, but it was a, I can't remember what drink it was. It was one of their signature cocktails and it had a really smoky bourbon in it. And that's what mm. it kind of, what it tasted. Maybe it was this. I don't know. It, it might've been. been this way yeah, from there, right? Cause being a Scotch means it has to come from Scotland, but this one in particular, the reason it, it smells and tastes like this is they use peat. These a lot of peat in the distillery process, and, mm-hmm. and that's how they that's how they they flavor it. That's that's the big thing with with this one. That's so interesting.